0: To all our listeners out there, my name is Evan Vernon. I'm a contributor at Animation for Adults, uh, here to discuss the hit comedy show Tigtone. Released by Adult Swim in 2019, Tigtone follows its titular hero and his sidekick Helpy as they defend the land of Propitia from the dark forces threatening it. Now in its second season, Tigtone has proven to be a witty comedy with some strong talent behind it, and today we have a rare chance to speak with that talent. We have two guests with us today. The first is Andrew Collar who created the story with his colleague, Benjamin Martian, and also served as a screenwriter and producer for the show. He is joined by world-famous actor and comedian, Blake Anderson, who voiced a few characters on Tiktone and also worked with Andrew as a co-producer and screenwriter. Uh, Blake, Andrew, thank you for joining us today. It's a thrill to have you. Andrew, if you could start uh tell us a little bit about Tigtone where did this story come from how was it conceived
1: so co-creator Benjamin Martian and I were in college together in Minneapolis Minnesota um from like 2000 to 2004 and uh we yeah that's where we met we met in college and um yeah, we found that we just like really spoke the same language when it came to um, the way that we kind of critiqued and dissected movies. And like, you know, the kind of projects that we would work on would, would tend to be just like, you know, just like crazy short videos that, you know, always had this deconstructive edge to them. And then around that same time, the Lord of the Rings trilogy came out in theaters. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, there was just like this lightning in a bottle of, of timing of, of like post college unemployment, um, Lord of the Rings fandom. Uh, uh, I don't I don't know about uh, Ben's angle, but a, a healthy amount of cynicism on my part. <laughs> just everything just all balled into one was just like you know, the perfect avenue to tell, to tell the kind of, you know, uh, off the wall, uh, crazy point of view stories is really this fantasy universe because we unironically love fantasy while acknowledging that it's, a lot of it is not that great. (laughs) And so it's kind of a, it kind of it kind of started as this. Uh, um, what did I call it? Um, uh, my, a hate letter to my love of fantasy. That's what it is. So how um, to ring? So it. Ben and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was I saying? Um, so. Um, yeah, after college, uh, we wound up trying to take on this, like, insane effort of making this live-action fantasy film. Like, uh, we really wanted to do, uh, you know, this this huge thing, as, as huge and epic as Lord of the Rings, um, but make it just a complete farce, and, you know, ultimately, uh, uh, um, it just was so insanely... You know everything we wanted to do was just so insanely prohibitive, especially you know like early early two thousands. A lot of the a lot of the digital tools just didn't exist yet that we would end up needing. Um, and let's see, where do we go from there? Um, <laughs> um, I guess just. Uh, Um, Yeah, it just wound up being so prohibitive to do something like this in live action that um, the should I
0: jump right to how the animation style formed and all that? That was one of my questions. As I understand it um, from the Adult Swim um, channel, this was really kind of a novel form of animation, what you guys did. Um, Could you for listeners who don't know, could you kind of give us an overview of how that panned out?
1: Uh, Sure. Yeah. It it, ties into, um, you know, the the live action angle uh, that we initially went for Um, because we were like, what we really want is for it to be live action, but for it to look as beautiful as like a magic card painting or something like that. And I don't know, finally something like just a switch was flipped and I was like, oh, why not actually use that art and try to make it move like live action? And uh, that's basically how it it it, it came about. Um, uh, I was experimenting with all kinds of things once live action became too... Uh, Uh, Too cost prohibitive, I was experimenting with like, 3D animation and motion capture and off the shelf models and all this stuff and and, and all of that was just like, still uh, so much and then uh, I knew After Effects really well and so I was like, well, I know After Effects pretty well and it can kind of do this puppet warpy stuff that I need and just, I spent years, years of duct taping plugins and scripts that weren't necessarily meant to go together, um, to create, yeah, this just technical abomination <laughs> that just looked way too, you know, is this every, every frame is a, is a brand new train wreck, <laughs> uh, uh, unfolding in front of your face. So, um, that's, and then it, it, you know, it was just, the test that I did was just me and the camera laptop, and I, I just, uh, like, I took a piece of fantasy art that I found on the internet, and I just went, and attached some, like, puppet warping to it, and it worked pretty great, and um, I was like, oh, well, I can afford to do this, so,
0: um, uh after it that, was some sort of a motion capture technology you, you were using. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, because there's a yeah there's a
0: there's a built-in tracker uh,
1: in After Effects, um, and I was just uh, putting craft beads like going to uh, Michaels and buying like little like scrapbooking beads, and then gluing those on my face, and then using the built-in tracker um, uh, to and i would I would record all I would have to have, I would have all the lines recorded and then um, uh, and then film myself doing the lines over and over again so uh, the way the animation style would works and still to this day the way that we do it is audio over and over on loop and then uh, the actor sits there and does the face to it just staring at the camera off. and uh it's 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 it works. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, and it's truly un, unlike any that anyone's ever seen. Um, so so thank you for, for kind of giving us that overview. Um, you know, t- there's a lot to be said for Kitchen right. as a comedy, um, but you've really kind of pioneered a new aesthetic, um, and, and there's something to be said for that. Um, Blake, I'd like to cut to you for a second here. Um, I understand that you had multiple roles um, in this series. Um, You uh, were a producer, um, a writer, as well as, I think, an actor in some places. Um, Following kind of the same line of thought, um, describe your role in the creative process. Um, How did you contribute to the story that is Tigtone?
2: Uh, Well, I mean, um, you know, I was coming from doing a show, Workaholics, where I was, you know, very involved in every aspect of the show, whether it was editing, story, you know, sitting in the writer's room, producing. So, I had established some um, relationships within the industry and all that. And one night, I was with my buddy Skinner uh, on a late night, and he pulled up the Begun of tone off of YouTube, which is, is the first kind of Thing I saw of Tone, which was kind of using this art style, and I was like, "Whoa! Like this is a extremely <laughs> bizarre, awesome, funny project." I would love to meet these guys and get involved. And we kind of, uh, you know, I met Andrew and Ben, and we just kind of started talking and hitting things off. And it's like, "What if we walk this into Adult Swim together?" Because I I know some people over there, and um, you know, we took meetings, pitched the show, got a pilot out of it, and then from there on I was just kind of involved in the process and kind of just trying to do everything I could to help shape these guys' idea. You know, I never wanted to like steal it from them or anything. I just wanted to help them incubate it and make it uh, hopefully, you know, reach maybe a wider audience. I'm I'm here to unleash Tigtone on the world and I just do whatever I can to help, whether it be if they need me to do a voice, I love sitting in and helping in the writer's room. I love coming up with stories with these guys and and pitching jokes and characters. And yeah, it's just a really pleasant escape for me. And it fulfills all like, I'm also a fantasy nut. Like I love fantasy
0: stuff and, and Tigtone really quenches that for me. You talk about pitching jokes. Um, You're, well known uh, throughout the world for your stand-up comedy um, as well as your role in the hit comedy series workaholics um, do you see your own distinct sense of humor in Tigtone?
2: I think when you entered the world of Tigtone, you have to bend to his humor in a way um, I definitely <laughs> I definitely think I do contribute in some ways like sometimes I just can say the dumbest line or thing, and people will be like, that's a very healthy thing to say, you know? Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's, still, it's still a comedy room and there still are hard jokes in the show. It's just, there's, yeah, there's definitely a, a sense of humor to, to that realm as well. Uh, that, you know, Andrew and, and Ben have, have created such a, such a unique comedic
0: sensibility. Is that what it is?
2: (laughs) I guess.
0: (laughs) Um, Thank you for sharing, Blake. I do have one follow-up question for you here, and then I got one for both of you. Um, You're well known for your live action roles. Um, And as I understand it, not so so much voice acting. Um, So I'd like to know, were, were there any unique challenges associated with being a voice actor
2: um, I may not be well known for my voice acting, but I have done it uh, quite a bit. Uh, I, I love doing voice acting, especially as an actor. You know, anytime you're doing live action, you get your take, you reset. That's a whole process you take again. But when you're in a booth doing voice acting, it's like you can try everything and you can try it back to back to back to back to back. You can change the complete accent of the character. You You know, you can... In this show, you can scream twenty-five different ways, and you never <laughs> will make it.
0: So it's very fun. I I love that part of it. Do you find yourself identifying with the characters in any way?
2: I think if you identify with characters in tigtone you need to uh, speak to a therapist of some sorts. So yes, I do. Yeah, quite a few of them. <laughs> okay,
0: fair enough. <laughs> Um, th- this question's really for both of you, but I'll, I'll go ahead and bounce back to Andrew. Um, t- Tigtone is well known as a satire, and you, you kind of touched on this a moment ago, Andrew. But what specifically about fantasy is it that you're you're, you're trying to mock? Um, through this series because it's it's very in your face, um, and uh, very you know kind of um, I guess just uh, out there. <laughs> it's,
1: it's weird. Cause like fantasy,
0: we are, you know, it, it's a, it's a
1: comedy and it's a satire, but it's more, it's, it's kind of if the thing that I would say we're satirizing the most is just kind of like the language of cinema and like fantasy is the genre that we're doing that through, because, you know, it's like basically just trope, 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 um, one after another. And, um, You know, it's like Blake was saying. Like, you know, since we all we all love fantasy so much, it's it's a common language, you know, that we that we all are able to speak. And um, uh, you know, oh, and at the same time, there are some really stupid things in fantasy that are fun to make fun of. But um, uh, um,
0: boy, let me think for a second. while you're thinking, it's very obvious that the idea of the quest is something that comes up over and over again. Right. You know, Tig um, Tone um, is the, the character questing for questing. As redundant as that sounds, it's, it's, I mean, it's hilarious. <laughs> um, so, n- not sure if that, um, you know, might relate to what you're getting at. Um, uh, it's, I, you I'd know. say
1: for me, for me personally, the, the video game aspect of it is, is... Uh, is like part of the strongest appeal for me is uh, just there's something really really funny to me whenever I take just a half a step back whenever I'm playing a video game and then just try to just look at what I'm doing, uh, just literally what am I doing? Like like I was I was uh, I was playing Final Fantasy VII, and I finished a battle and just, you know, I just got brutalized and knocked out and just poisoned. And after the fight was over, just one of the characters goes, "Ah, oh, worked up a good sweat." And then we <laughs> just casually go on, and I'm like, "You just got poisoned and died." <laughs> and they're thinking, "Oh, okay, let's just go on. Let's just keep going." And just, I don't know. I I just like the idea that death and poisoning are, are just daily annoyances, <laughs> just things like that. And, and so those are fun, those are fun, just, those are fun uh, avenues to explore, just the, just the, the total absurdity and, and stuff in video games that we take for granted and uh,
0: yeah. Would it, would it be apt then to describe Tigtone less as a parody then and more of an honest reflection? fantasy's always been ridiculous this is the way it really is we're not going to lie about it anymore that's <laughs> yeah, pretty good
2: i think that's why it probably resonates with fantasy fans as well you can tell we're not like the the bullies at school being like hey dork let me see that elf book you got we're uh we're we're right there alongside you reading the elf book with
0: you and enjoying it just <laughs> as much <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, um, I, I know we're getting close on time here, uh, Blake and Andrew. I've got one last question for you here. Um, season two of Tigtone is already well underway. Um, have to ask can you uh, give us any preview of where uh, Tigtone's adventures will lead him next? Ooh.
2: Uh, well you know uh, in the first episode you 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 saw Propecia destroyed and the entire realm have a whole new structure to it so you really got to stay tuned to see how Titone solves that little
1: little quest <laughs> <laughs> Yeah the, the 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 season the season 2 this well yeah i guess uh season 2 has got a little bit more continuity to it and that's something that we've never really done before. Um, So stay tuned to see how we handle the concept of continuity, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Stay tuned. (laughs) Stay tuned
0: is perfect. Uh, And on that note, uh, for all our listeners out there, um, if you haven't seen Tigtone yet, you can catch new episodes at 12 a.m. Eastern time every Sunday on Adult Swim. Thank you so much for your time with us today. Anything you want to add before we uh, conclude here?
2: Uh, just uh, keep tiktok alive. Let's keep it going, baby. I love it.
1: <laughs> what
2: Blake
0: said. Because 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 I love it too. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. All the best to you guys. Thank you again. A hero's journey is never done. Quest done. Because for a hero
1: like Tigtone There's always another quest Gather your sidekicks Come help me And prepare for season 2 Of Tigtone Once you stop screaming You die The quest
2: continues September 13th At midnight on Adult Swim I only wanted to cause trouble
1: (laughs) Okay Thank you for listening If you want to see more of our stuff you can find it at animationforadults.com online you can follow us on twitter at afa blog and the same on instagram you can also follow us on facebook tumblr pinterest and youtube uh, you can make a donation via ko-fi or you can support us on patreon.com slash animation for adults or you can just leave us a nice review on your podcast platform of choice. And we will see you soon. Goodbye, everybody.